Well, hi, and welcome to Practice Makes Parent, where it's not about perfection, but about transformation. I'm Dr. Danny Huerta. And I'm Rebecca St. James. And Rebecca, I'm so excited about today's conversation because mm. we can get so, so busy as parents, right, Rebecca? I, it's I, true. I'm totally it's guilty so of that. It's so true. And uh, it's easy to get just caught up and miss the important things that are all around us as parents. But we're going to talk about the most important thing today. And that's, of course, helping our kids know Jesus. And Rebecca, what's it like for you sharing Jesus with your kids? You know, my my prayer and hope, Danny, is that our kids see this love for Jesus that just shines through in our every action. And we're not going to get it perfect, right? Mm-hmm. It ties into, you know, really the title of this podcast. It's not going right. to be perfect, but <laughs> we are transformed daily by Jesus when we're submitting to him. And so I just hope that our kids see that as we pray together as a family, as we uh, make decisions as a family, as we as they see us having our devotion time, reading our, our Bibles, as they see that we're trying to, seeking to have integrity and honor Jesus at every turn, mm-hmm. that they're just witness to our lives pointing to him. And I remember a really key moment with my mom when I was a kid, I was probably eight or nine, and we were at church and it was worship. And I just looked up at her and I just saw tears streaming down her face. And I was initially very concerned that, that something was wrong. And I asked her, Mom, what's wrong? You know, and she said, I am, I am just so, so feeling the love of God in this moment. This is good. This is good happy tears. And you know what, Danny? I had that exact experience with our daughter, mm-hmm. a nine-year-old, just recently in worship. And she saw me just being so affected by the love of God and so 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 blessed by that moment in worship that tears were streaming down my face and she had to check in with me too. But it's just those moments where they see that intimacy with Jesus that, that I think Mm. speak more than just about anything that we can say. Yeah. And I love the word invite that you use, right? That uh, you're, you're inviting your kids into that relationship that you have with Jesus and, and showing that and modeling that it's so, so good, Rebecca, to be able to show the intimacy that we feel in our relationship with God, whether you're a dad or a mom, showing that vulnerability and that trust in God Mm. is so, so Mm. important. That's where it begins. And we see that in Deuteronomy 6, uh, where it talks about to love the Lord our God with everything, with all of our being, and out of that will flow this ongoing teaching throughout, uh, throughout the day. And I In our house, even when our children were young, uh, I tried to find little pieces, little times in our uh, day-to-day where I could just highlight where God uh, is, especially when we were out in the garden. I still remember with my kids when they were little, we were uh, going around and tasting some things in the garden and smelling some things. And I said, guys, isn't this amazing? God created this and we can, different things smell differently and, and we can taste uh, the, these leaves, and we can eat food that God has created. He is an amazing God, and we would look at mm. sunsets and, and look at how unique a sunset is. And now, as they're older, they still recall that. And we'll talk about God in the car when mm. we go running at dinner yes. time, and when we're doing gardening together, or yard work as a family. Mm. Uh, my daughter recently started uh, having devotions early in the morning, and she said, "Dad." 
uh, can you join me for devotions? And I said, oh my goodness, what an invitation. Wow. I was so excited. And oh, so we, your heart had to swell with pride oh, in that my moment, goodness, right? Yeah. And just her I said, and yes, she is. even though I'm going to be yes. just so tired because she yes. was getting up so early. I said, yes, yes, thanks for the invitation. Wow. And we've been imperfectly trying to to stick to a schedule with that. But really the fact is that each of our kids have their own unique personalities and we ha- we can help them discover how they best can connect with God and ourselves as well. Our personalities yes. can be different from our kids and we want to point that out. We, we connect with God a certain way. It doesn't mean they have to do it exactly the same. And really a valuable part of sharing Jesus with our kids is helping them develop their identity in Christ. And that's something we'll, we're going to talk a lot about on this show, this idea mm. of having an identity in Christ. And uh, we get to show Jesus to our kids by how we treat them with love, even when they make mistakes, their imperfections, and each other's spouses as well, just like Jesus has loved and forgiven us. And let's model that in our homes. This is just so exciting, Rebecca. It is. There's so many times with our kids where we get to show them grace and choose grace. Yeah. And, and they can see and feel the grace and the love of Jesus in those moments. And it's so key. I love that you brought that up. We have some really great segments coming up on this show. Later on, we're going to hear a question from one of our listeners who wants to know, how do I handle it when my five-year-old asks heavy questions about God that are difficult to understand at that young age? That's a big one. But first, we had a great conversation with Natalie Frisk, where we dive deeper into how we can help our kids know Christ. She's an author, speaker, and curriculum developer for Raise Up Faith. Let's listen to the great conversation that we had with Natalie. I love all the creative ideas you're giving uh, parents on how they can bring kids into a relationship with God in our everyday Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering, what rhythms would you say, what what repetitious things, you know, mm-hmm. those rhythms that we create in our home mm-hmm. need to be a part of our home in order to make God's Word important in our children's lives and just in our home, the culture of our home? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there are so many ways that I think sometimes, like many other things, we get overwhelmed and then we say, where do I even start? Mm-hmm. You know, there, you know, I've heard maybe my pastor or, you know, my, my friend group or that mom's club that I'm a part, of, you know, whatever, say, these are all the things they do. And it feel it can feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I actually would encourage parents, um, caregivers to actually take a breath and say, Lord Jesus, where do you want us to begin? Where do you want us to start as a family? You know, if, if none of these practices are set up, just just taking a breath and knowing that, you know, if, if these practices don't already exist, <laughs> God, yeah. God is not guilt tripping you into this. You know, he is, no. he is drawing you in, in a gentle and loving way. I really believe that. And just starting um, somewhere, right, Natalie, just starting yeah. in a one place. Right. I love that. Just start with one thing yeah. because there's so many important things surrounding parents. And you're talking about yeah. getting that most important thing in place. That's yeah. the relationship with Christ in order for the other important things to fall in the right spot. That's that's so good. That's right. That's right. And, and just to give a couple of really quick practical examples, yep. perhaps, 
Um, and this is something that probably a lot of your listeners do already. But, you know, there are always people that are new to the faith that just don't know where to start with their kids. And I would say um, bedtime routines are so huge. Yes. <laughs> um, we still have a bedtime routine with our daughter. And I mean, she's going on 12 and that may sound a little bit strange, but it's so beautiful. It's a great time together mm. to kind of wrap up her day with her. And so praying in that time, praying together, praying a blessing over your kid before they go to sleep at night. Um, we do kind of like a devotional time at night with her. Awesome. Um, we'll read various tween devotional things together and just talk. And that actually is just such a beautiful time to wrap the day together um that is so helpful for me as a parent and i really genuinely believe for my daughter as she's figuring out how to navigate um life uh, you know as a tween in today's culture and society and and getting that time to talk through those things together is, is incredible um so just a bedtime routine can be a really great start and it's a sacred time mm-hmm. too and, and kind of they're slowing down and i feel like they're very receptive to really hearing with their heart and getting to their heart. You know, if we're mm-hmm. to be shepherding our children's hearts and in tune with their hearts, that's a really sacred time. I love that. Thank you for mm-hmm. getting it so practical for us as parents. So if, mm-hmm. if we're really trying to respond to our kids um, well, lead them well, exhibit a gracious parenting style, um, because, you know, Mm-hmm. Our God is a God of grace and kindness and love, but we live in a very yeah. performance-based culture. We, we all know that, you know, performance, yeah. performance, high performance. Um, so how do we as, as parents encourage our children in their identity? Um, how can we show them that they're enough in Christ in this performance-based culture? Yeah, I think um, helping them to see through this, I, I guess, I don't know, Jesus-colored lens <laughs> yes. uh, is important. So, so you know, um, when it comes to advertisements, perhaps, uh, you're driving in the car and listening to, to something and an advertisement comes up, helping them to think critically through that advertisement to say, what's being offered to you there? Do you think you need that to be happy, to be good, to be whole? And and really actually having those conversations. Um, I love it when my daughter will be like, that's not true. I don't need that thing. You know, like when, when she realizes it on her own or, you know, we'll see a billboard or something and go, oh, that's kind of silly, you know, and talking mm. through some of the cultural narratives that we hear and see around us um, that they do get from really young to be able to say, you know what? In, in Jesus, you have everything you need. Mm. You are everything you need. He has made you so wonderfully. Um, don't we know it? Like, um, to be able to help them um, kind of just in the day-to-dayness of um, the, the cultural narratives they hear and receive and reminding them, being their, like, enforcer of encouragement to say, you are enough, kid. You're enough. Um it can be really powerful. And that is really a struggle. Powerful. Natalie, that's such a struggle mm-hmm. for, for everyone, really. Oh, yeah. Everyone carries those insecurities. Am I enough? Uh, yeah. My daughter and I were, uh, are doing this book, uh, doing one thing that scares you 
every day for 365 <laughs> days. To, wow. Uh, and one of them is to explore <laughs> this idea of the fear of not being good enough. Wow. What, what's going on inside of me? And uh, as parents, we need to wrestle that one down to the ground yeah. as we teach our kids how to have an identity in Christ. And what's interesting with the identity piece mm. is that culture is saying to have it, that we have to to have it by the time we're like 13, 14, 15, when it's really a lifelong discovery in different roles. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed more about my identity now as a dad. Mm. I've learned a lot more about what it means to be a child of Christ and what what I'm needing to learn at this stage of life about Mm. being a child of God. And then when I'm a grandfather, I'll learn some (laughs) new lessons and I'll discover more about my identity in Christ. It's not a race to see who can find their identity the fastest. That's right. It's really a lifelong journey, and then it's fulfilled when we go to heaven. That's right. And we understand mm. it fully, what that identity is all about. Yeah. And so let's help our kids see that picture, right, Natalie? Yeah. That, that there's, we are good enough, and mm. now we get to discover what that all means. That we, as a child of Christ, he's given us many things to do. Can you remember one conversation or two that you had with your kids Mm. where you reminded them, hey, you are a child of Christ. Did you, do you remember any of those? Oh, yeah. I mean, just to riff off what you said a little bit first, I think that helping them build that awareness uh, as a foundation for their identity. In Christ, you're enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. You are complete and whole in Him, as if you are, at your core of your core, um, to be able to live off of that foundation, I think, is, uh, as we know, the <laughs> building our lives upon the rock. That is it. That is the stuff. That's the good, that's the good stuff that we want our kids to know and believe and live yeah. out of. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's been uh, tons of different times that I can think of with my daughter when um, she's an artist in every way of the word. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, in music and, in, in, you know, um, painting and creating and uh, writing. She's an artist. And, um, you know, when something flops or doesn't feel like it went as well as she wanted it to, or she's on the stage and and performing and didn't go quite as well as she wanted it to, um, just to remind her that nothing that she can do um, is going to change her level of enoughness in Christ. Like having that conversation to say like, you know what, today wasn't your day on the, the, you know, on the stage, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I will not love you any less, um, but if you performed the best you could possibly have done, mm. I'm not going to love you anymore. I love you so wholly because of what I understand of uh, who Jesus is and, and how that informs my parenting. Mm. And the same with God. God is not going to love you anymore or any less uh, if you, you know, <laughs> win an Oscar or a, you know, yes. uh, 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 some incredible award. So it's that reminder um, on the regular, I think, is important, especially, especially, especially in um, these tween teen years yes. when yep. um, so much is being shouted at these kids um, yeah. about what they need or who they need to be um, that they aren't living up to. Our souls are Um, thirsty, aren't they, Natalie? And um, we need to teach our kids that that it's thirsty. And Jesus pointed that out. And he said to come to him with Mm -hmm. that thirst instead of Mm -hmm. other places when we don't feel enough, like we're enough. Mm. That's right. Natalie is so insightful, Danny. And I loved 
the practical tips, the takeaways that she shared with us that we can kind of those those grab and go moments that we can um, really take and apply to our lives. I love that. You know, finding the time and really the most meaningful way to teach our kids about Jesus can be hard, but it is so worth mm. it and so needed. And I know that I feel really inspired by this conversation to just have ideas that can help equip me to keep sharing my faith with my own kids. Yeah, and so many parents have that intention, yeah. right, Rebecca? They, yeah. As Christian parents, we want to share uh, Jesus with our kids, and just life gets busy, yes. those things press in, yes. and, and uh, I love that there's some practical tools here for parents to walk away with. Very insightful. And uh, the not enoughness, that's a big one for all of us to mm. hear. We are enough. I think we need that reminder mm-hmm. every single day that we are enough. And so hopefully you were encouraged by that, that uh, you, you begin there, that you are enough, you're loved by God, and out of that outflow, you're pouring into your kids. And so just some thoughts uh, from this conversation are that we need to teach our kids to root that identity in Christ. Yes. And uh, I know that uh, as Natalie was talking, she said to uh, seek him Uh, in a way that is intentional but creative with our kids. And we get to take one step at a time as parents to get our kids just a little bit closer to Christ each time. And sometimes it's not big leaps or big steps, but we get to come alongside our kids and have that patience along the way. Uh, Just realize our kids are being influenced by so many different things every single day, and they're getting many different messages. So if you Uh, decide that maybe you're too tired or too busy. I totally get it. Uh, Just know that they're getting messages anyway. The the world doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we need to be intentional as much as we can about praying for our kids and having conversations with them to foster their faith along the way, a steadfast faith that's immovable and and really one that they want to continue to explore and keep. And then uh, as parents, let's set some goals that work for uh, for us, each of us have different ways that we do this in our homes. Uh, hopefully, these are tools that you see uh, can spark some ideas and creativity in you. So take advantage of the resources around you, like this podcast. I mean, this is one, right, Rebecca, that they could take as, yeah. as a resource, a yes. little plug there for this podcast. Continue to listen to it. Well, and it's a vehicle of encouragement. I think we're we're championing the parents that are listening and encouraging them to to fight the good fight because it is a cultural yes. battle that we're in. We need to recognize that, but it's such a worthwhile fight to fight with the power of Jesus. Um, And one of those resources that you're talking about, Denny, also could be Natalie's book, Raising Disciples, How to Make Faith Matter to Our Kids. We have that here at Focus on the Family, available for a gift of any amount. This podcast is possible because of your financial support. So please donate today and get the book. All the details are in the show notes. Well, now it's time for our weekly Q&A. If you have a question for us, please send in a voicemail by clicking the link in the show notes. Today, we have a question from a mom named Kaylee about talking to her kids about God. The question is, how do I handle it when my five-year-old asks heavy questions about God that are difficult to understand at that age? I don't really know where to start sometimes. Danny, what do you think? Yeah, boy, what, great question. And thank you for your question, Kaylee. It's a, it's a helpful one for many parents of young children, especially those curious children that want to ask questions 
about everything yes. along the way, and they can and ask they the do. most difficult questions. Right? <laughs> about everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember my daughter asking me early on, hey, so who created God? Mm, and uh, wow. I just stared at her for a little bit. and I said, That's a smart kid. So that's a smart kid. how do I answer Ooh. this right? Smart kid. Yeah. And yeah. one where you just ask the question. I, you know, uh, That's something we no, no one knows, actually, and we'll get to ask God when we get there. And there's some things that, that as parents, we will not be able to answer, and that's mm, okay. Mm. I know that there's no pressure here that you have to answer every single thing your child asks, but explore with them. So have them ask their questions, write them down and say, hey, we get to explore these questions. Let's see how many we can answer along the way. And uh, something that uh, I have some families do, some parents of young children do is is create a discovery or a curiosity book or a book of questions Mm. with their kids. And then as they're taking pictures or as they're asking questions, you can... uh, put those in this book and say, man, I'm curious about why God created this this way. And I'm curious about what this means. And they get to ask questions so that they don't stop asking them. And then you seek them out. You go throughout the year looking for ways to answer those questions and to continually uh, maybe pray for guidance and wisdom so that you teach your young children to seek God for wisdom as they're asking questions and uh, to not just go with just the first answer and to really seek answers rather than just settle on whatever comes their way. And uh, make sure you're highlighting the ones that maybe will be answered down the road or that you can seek together. You can show them, hey, let's plan on a time where we, we explore this one question you asked or this is one that we'll continually talk about and uh, maybe down the road, we'll, we'll be able to, to get even more answers for you. And uh, some of the questions you'll be able to answer high level. Uh, and, and what's beautiful about this, Kaylee, is that your child is asking you yes. questions. Yes. And uh, man, keep that it's going. Huge. Keep that going. That's huge. And I love the permission, Danny, that you're kind of giving me and other parents listening to be vulnerable and show our vulnerability that we don't have it all figured out. We're grown-ups, but we're still a kid that belongs to the great creator of the universe where there's so much mystery and there's so much we don't know. And he's so beyond us. He's so big. Um, But we can be vulnerable in that way and say, hey, I'm God's kid figuring it out with you too. And I love you also highlighted resources earlier. There's so many great books. And I I know that's something when my kids ask questions and I'm like, you know what, I don't know the answer to that, but we could read a book together or we could could Mm -hmm. find it out together. We could research that together. I I just love that, that we have so many resources at our fingertips in this day and age. It can be a bit overwhelming, I'll be honest, oh, yes. how much you know there is out there, but we can find that truth and be led by Jesus in that Holy Spirit-led journey with our kids. So true, Rebecca. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kaylee, for your question. And if you are listening and you have a question for us, please send it in. We would love to answer it. You can click the link in the show notes and leave us a voicemail or go to practicemakesparent.com and click the button on the side of the show page. We hope that this episode is able to help you and your family as you lead your kids in their relationship with Jesus. 
And be sure to like, listen, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And this is such a blessing to be able to do this podcast. I'm a mom that's learning along with you. Hmm. And it's really our goal to equip parents like you with practical tools that you can use in your everyday life with your kids. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Danny Huerta. And I'm Rebecca St. James. Join us next week for more tips for transforming your parenting on Practice Makes Parent. Hey parents, Parent here. Not to sound old, but if I had a dollar for every time someone told me how to parent, well, let's just say I wouldn't need to read this ad to you today. I'd be sitting on the beach somewhere with my feet up. Truth is, I don't trust everyone to tell me stuff. And I don't have time for that 500-page book either. But I do have time for Focus on the Family's weekly age and stage emails that have tips for intentionally raising my son at his age right now. It's super easy. Go to MyKidsAge.com, put in your kid's age, and get parenting advice you can trust.